evening, everybody. This is Jeff Morton with Returning to Eden. And I sure appreciate all of you folks coming along tonight. Uh, Dina Dye is not going to be with us tonight. However, I, I have a lot of people standing by. We're going to have, a, a, I think, an amazing program. We've got uh, Pastor Hector. He's in Texas. I'll introduce him in a moment. He's on a telephone link to us. We have Terry Neely. She's in Texas also. She's on a computer link to us. We have Sophia and Hector. This is a married couple. They're up here in the state of Washington. Uh, I'm looking at them. They can see me. And we also have Kiva and Clint, who are also in the state of Washington. So Dina has some family members that are in visiting her. She's got time with her grandkids. And so she said, Jeff, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do the show. And I, I thought, okay, fine. And then I had this idea, so I called her back, and I said, I'd like to keep talking about the conference or the course that we took down in Florida. I'm thinking about having several people on so they can share what we went through. I thought that was a great idea, and so here we all are. Now, i got to warn you, there's a lot of people here. We're in a conference-type environment, and you might hear some noises of people moving around and flipping their hair and doing all kinds of things. That, is there, nobody's used to doing this. But I have some very interesting people that are all friends of mine. We all went to Florida, Orlando, Florida here. We just got back a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to open up the show. We're going to be here for one full hour. And, of course, you can pick up the show on the archives. But having said all of that, let me introduce my guests. And I'm going to give each one of them an opportunity to introduce themselves, tell us just a brief statement about themselves. We've got people from uh, Ireland here. We've got people from We've got some Hispanic brothers and sisters here. We've got a couple of white folks. And of course, me, I, I bring up the Black Brigade from New York. So <laughs> why don't we start with Terry Neely? Now, Terry Neely is somebody who's done a lot of these courses, and she's been to Israel several times. Terry, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Terry Neely. I live in Texas, south of Houston, uh, pretty much on the Gulf, Gulf Coast. Uh, fortunately for me, I wasn't hit by Hurricane Harvey last year, but a lot of my friends were. Um, and I've known Rico for, I don't know, 10, 11 years now, and been on several trips to Israel with him, and trust Rico a lot, Dina, Joe, and even Ryan. Amen. Um, you might hear an echo from time to time. That's because we've got several things going on, several people in the room. But anyway, that's Terry, and she'll be back, and we're going to talk to Terry a little bit more. Uh, we also have Sophia and Hector. Sophia and Hector live in Washington. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, my friends. I'm Sophia. I'm Hector, and we're from Tri-Cities, that's uh, Kenilworth, Washington. Um, saludos a todos los de las raíces hebreas por ahí, en el estado de Washington. Uh, a and then we have, uh, now Hector and I met each other through a mutual friend. And uh, I know you can hear him in the background, but uh, he's having a good time. I met him through a mutual friend, Rick Davidsport, who does the, uh, he's, he, he takes care of the orphanage for the girls' home in Peru. And he knew Rick, and so I went to visit Rick in eastern Washington, and that's how I met Hector and his wife and his two beautiful daughters. And, of course, then we all went to Florida. Next we have Kiva and Clint. Kiva and Clint, introduce yourselves. I just said, hello, how are you? My name is Kiva, and this is my soul friend, or husband, Clint. Hello. <laughs> hello. We yeah. are from South Cleelum, Washington. So and you, right are, in the you are originally from where? You're I was actually born in Butte, Montana, but then I have dual citizenship in Ireland and America and lived in Ireland for much of my life. Very good. And then finally, we have Pastor Gabriel. Pastor Gabriel's on a landline. And uh, Pastor Gabriel, why don't you introduce yourself and tell the folks a little bit about you? Hi, everyone. Uh, well, my name is Gabriel. I come originally from Nicaragua, South America. I have a very become American citizen. I've been here in the States for 38 years. Um, lived in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and now, 10 years ago, the Lord spoke to my heart about being here in, in Texas. I live in the area of PSW, and we have opened a uh, congregation here five years ago in the uh, urban area 
we have actually been following the uh, Hebrew books of our faith for 14 years. Outstanding. Outstanding. Now, uh, Gabriel is on the landline. He's also, um, it's going to be a little sketchy with him in terms of uh, how we get through the program, but if you'll bear with us, and we, we, it's all going to work out just fine, okay? Now, Quiero decirles saludos a todos los hermanos que nos escuchan. Dios les bendiga. Now, now he's Nicaraguan, so I asked everybody to speak in their native tongue. I do a little Snoop Dogg right now, but I've kind of outgrown him because uh, I don't, I don't have that ghetto, that ghetto dialect anymore. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Listen, uh, we went to Florida, and I kind of want the people to to share their experience. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this, and I'm sure that our audience or our the, our panel tonight, the people in, in the room here. Uh, can echo what I'm going to say. We went down to Rico's home turf. And, uh, you know, Rico Cortez has been, uh, he's been my friend for 10 years. But we got served. I mean, we got served. And I'm going to let the folks tell you what that meant. Now, why don't we just start with Terry. Terry, you've been to several of these courses. You've been to all three of them, as a matter of fact. Share a little bit uh, in a few minutes. Take a couple of minutes to talk about what we experienced this last one, and also a little history about what you've done with Rico in the past. Go ahead. Um, well, like you said, it, it, uh, we did get served. Rico is, um, he, he clearly wants to be a good servant of the king, and so whatever he can do to make it be a good environment for the participants to learn, he does. And... He's got his family helping him. Um, they feed us till we're full, till we're overflowing with food. And um, it's just the environment is set up to be uh, fun, enjoyable, and a lot of deep learning. Um, I've been with Rico to Israel several times. The first time I went wasn't with Rico, uh, and I didn't have that great of an experience in Israel. Um, but the next trip I went to Israel, I decided I needed to go with Rico, and um, it was life-changing. Uh, he takes you on a complete tour of Israel, uh, physically through the land, north to south, east to west, and uh, he takes you on a spiritual journey of, of repentance and return, um, coming up to the temple, the western wall, to meet with our God, meet with our King, and um, it, was, it just changed my life. I went more than once with Rico. Amen. Now, i got to ask our engineer, Mariah, are we getting a double echo when, when Terry talks? Is it just Terry? Okay, so we might need to have Gabriel's computer turned off. Gabriel, can you go ahead and turn your computer off? We'll just talk to you on the phone. Okay, we're good. Okay, so uh, bear with us, folks, as we work through some of the technical problems of having six people on. We have actually have seven people on the show tonight. Okay, so now uh, can you Kiva, hear me? we can hear you just fine. Uh, okay. Kiva, Kiva, you you went you went to Florida. You and Clint went to Florida. Give us a little bit of uh, what how this impacted you. Give me about a couple of minutes of what you experienced when you you guys went to Florida. This last the way that Clint and I have described it to our students since we've been back is that we had a complete paradigm shift in things. Um, we, were, we have been in the middle of redoing our curriculum for our program that we have here in our ministry. And what happened was partway through the year, Rico had said, Kiva, you really need to be down here. Rico's been my teacher for the last year. Um, and clear, I needed to do this before I did my curriculum. And so when we went, I had no comprehension the amount of um, clarity of scripture that I would get just from understanding the things that they taught in the temple course, the Treasures of the Temple course, because 
there were there were things that in Bible school I learned were certain things, but then when you saw the temple and you laid scripture out alongside the temple, wow, there was a huge shift in how that all looked. And so it has completely changed how we're going to be doing our program. We're implementing, in fact, next month, we're implementing the 100 class, and our students will be going from the very first class that Terry ever did all the way through to the course that we did this time because it's imperative. They cannot understand scripture to the extent that I believe that our God wants us to understand scripture if we don't understand his house and understand the way that he did things. So there was a big shift for us in that. Um, I know there was for Clint as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Clint, why do you have anything to add to that? And, and by the way, I, if we have time, I want you to share a little bit about your ministry. We'll come back to that. But sure. in terms of the temple course, Clint, what, what impacted you? How, how did you come away from it? Um, two points that I can think of that impacted me was one, one of them was good, was um, all along to say, what, what, is, what is wrong with this um, temple? That, you know, the virtual temple that was that you were showing and how he just got so, like a, a kid in a candy store, you know, he was so excited and say, oh, this is off by... Uh, <laughs> anyway. are, you talking, are you talking about Joe Good? Yeah, Joseph Good, okay. yes. You kind of cut out there for a minute. Uh, so Joe Good was like a kid in a candy store. You That impacted you? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, that, that he was just really excited, thrilled, and, and he... He was just like a wealth of an encyclopedia of information, you know, that how much he knew. Um, one of the things that also that that he spoke about was the Sanhedrin and and the authority of the Sanhedrin, and shared the different places in Scripture that it talked about the Sanhedrin, and I was um, pretty impacted by that. That um, and just, God just touched my heart in that specific area. And just with the whole understanding of the authority, God's authority structure. So that's that's pretty much um, my two takeaways that Good. impacted uh, me. Gabriel, now you're a pastor and... You've been. You mentioned you were in the in the study of the Torah and, and connecting the, the gospel message to the Torah. Now, for 14 years, did you say 14 years? Correct. It's been one shining uh, ladder to step on because when you thought that uh, you know a lot, then you encounter a gentleman in the you know that you have to study more. But it's exciting. I mean, besides Rico, you know, Dr. Kim Dying, Joseph Good, Lion uh, White, I mean, this exceptional team of teachers. Uh, I mean, the wealth of knowledge is just beyond your expectations. And like I said, one of the things uh, that struck me as soon as you open the uh, treasure on the curriculum, you know, there is this small note. You know, in one of the first pages that I just want to read, it says, when you went up to the temple, you were in heaven. Mm. To me, that just blew my mind. Just starting right there, I said, wow, I never, I never thought of it in that concept. The God of Creator, the Eternal Father, decided to put a kiss to heaven right here on earth in order for us to have that contact, that sense of uh, holiness that you know that we can actually experience it. And, and people may be wondering, I don't know why in the audience, why are we talking about the temple? Why is this so exciting? Why is is this important for us to learn this? Well, there there's probably uh, ten answers to that, but I can give you a couple that come to the top of my head. One is that it is written in, in Ezekiel. For Ezekiel to teach this to the people of Israel, to the people, uh, 
to his people. And we are being drafted in a part of his people. We need to anti-Japanese things for the empire. Second of all, the, the expectation that there is a temple to be built. So right. that temple is going to be built is important that we understand the concept and, and, and the patterns of the temple. And what brother said uh, a second ago, understanding the levels of Kadusha. You know, while I was there, I was thinking, I always thought of all this authority thing and, and holiness and, and anointing and things that I heard in the, in the, in the church, in our church was just something that I inherited from, from traditional religion. It actually goes back to the temple. Yes. And, and it, it teaches us to, to, to stay in our structure, to be faithful to our calling, to be faithful to what our king and, and our um, Messiah are expecting. They call you, they give you a, a, a particular purpose, you know, to be faithful to that. And, and because you need it. If, if sometimes in modern society, people are thinking about positions and going up to the next level and going up to the next position. But if God calls you to do something, it's because he needs you there to fill in the gaps. And for me, the temple curse, oh my goodness, I, I, I will recommend it to anyone who wants to understand because this is a microcosm, like, like Rico says it. It's a microcosm of heaven, but at the same time, it gives us the understanding on how we can transfer all that knowledge into our daily living, how we can build our home according to the will of God, how can we build our businesses according to the will of God, because it's all these wonderful patterns, powerful patterns, are transferable in every aspect of our life. So, it's like learning the governmental system of the Father and how to operate in, in the kingdom. Kiva, I see you have your hand up. Did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah, I just wanted to comment on what you said about how we were treated when we went down there. Yes. This was something that absolutely blew me away. I have never been treated with such honor. I have spoken at conferences before and at trainings and things. And I've never been treated the way that I was treated down there. And at first it was a little like, what's going on? Because I would walk up to Yolanda Rico's voice and I would say, what can I do? Put me to work. And she'd go, no, no, no. No, we're doing it. And I was like, uh, finally after a little while I went up to Rico and I was like, give me something to do. And then Right after that, he announced to the whole entire group, listen, this is not a time for you to be here helping or working. This is a time for me and my family to honor you. And I was just, I started crying because I've never been treated that way, ever. And it taught me a whole new level of how to honor my students, how to honor those who come, you know, to talk with me. It was, it was a big lesson in honor. A, a couple of points, uh, and, and Pastor Gabriel made, made the perfect one in addition to that. The whole thing is about honor. And when you approach the temple, mm -hmm. it's like it's, it was like going into the sacred space, which is what Dean and I talk about week after week after week. Mm -hmm. You know, when we talk about returning to Eden, we're talking about being in the sacred space. And these people had the opportunity to be in a heaven-type environment and where they were honored, where the presence of the Father, unlike all of the other gods of the ancient world, the Father in the Temple of Israel came out to the people. And I, I want to, I, having said that, let's go ahead and switch gears a little bit because this was a ton of information. Now, Hector, you and I talked about encroachment. And I had never really heard encroachment put in the way that the Bible described it. And you just taught on it. Can you go ahead and share it? that whole chapter that Rico did on encroachment? I mean, folks, listen, you gotta, you got to hear this. If you are outside of the protocol of the king, then you have encroached upon how he does things. And the penalty for that was often death. Hector, go ahead. 
How did that chapter affect you, brother? Uh, it, it affected me tremendously. And if I could just think of an example, and, and I'm still in this from Rico, but it, it's so true. It's We've been invited into the kingdom by the Father. And then we, we, we try to take the authority or usurp the authority that's been given to other people. And that's a big problem where, you know, you know it's taught me that God has placed people in that authority. And it's not my position to try to take someone else's, you know, uh, usurp God's authority that he has placed upon someone else. Does that make sense? Well, we, I mean, we, of course it does. We can look at a couple of examples. You know, Korah, when he tried to usurp Moses' authority, uh, he was put to death. And we can just, we can go through a number of, it's like this. If the Father says this is the way it's going to be, and you ignore that, well, I think of Aaron's two sons. I think of Korah. I think of the, when Elijah was dealing with the prophets of, uh, of Egypt, or whoever it was. Uh, I can't think who it was. But they were instantly put to death. And so if, if we look at the Levitical laws on how the tabernacle or the, ta the temple was governed, then we, there's an indictment against all of mankind because we have not followed the protocols of the king. Now, Sophia, you're, you're sitting next to your husband. You, you went down there uh, to Florida. Uh, how did this impact you? I mean, what do you have to add to all of this? Um... Just to let everybody know, there are so many teachers out there who teach about the truth and who lead God's sheep away, that these four teachers who we learned from are not those teachers. They are so loyal to our king. They want to do right by our king, teach right by our king. They will not stray God's sheep away. If you want reliable teachers to listen to, listen to Joe, Rico, Dina, Brian among other people, but these ones who are at the conference, listen to them. They will not lead you away. Yeah. I have to agree with that. Now, um, Terry, let's talk about Joseph Good for a minute. <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he's like the best-kept secret of our generation. This man knew his recall and the ability and what, I mean, to... to to find out that the rabbis are learning from him, I mean, this is something I've known for a little while now, but this man floored me, especially when he eviscerated the whole concept that the temple was in the city of David. You want to speak to that? Yeah, you know, uh, to talk, compliment what Sophia said, these teachers, they do their research. They look at the archaeological evidence, they're looking at the culture, they're looking at temple protocol. I mean, they're looking through all these different filters and they've done their research. So Joseph, he's just head and shoulders, I think, above many other teachers when it comes to temple. And um, he's even overwhelming for me uh, to, uh, to, to stay on track with him as he's uh, teaching all that he knows, and he willingly shares it and wants you to get it and wants you to learn it. He's, just, he's a very nice man, a very humble man, and uh, his wife was there as well, Debbie. She's just as much fun and sweet as she can be, too. Um, and knowledgeable. She is extremely knowledgeable. They tag team it. I mean, they do the work together. And uh, she compliments uh, Joe very, very well. Um, uh, it, it's just, it's fun to be around them. And like um, someone else said, I don't know if we said it in the warm-up or here, but when Rico, just for fun, towards the end of the uh, four days, he threw up one of the drawings of the temple and he says, okay, Joe, I want you to tell me everything that's wrong with this. Go. And Joe's like a, he's just running all over the place, pointing at different things that don't line up with what he knows. And um, he is a resource to the Jewish rabbis and the leaders um, as they're 
rebuilding and going through their uh, studies for uh, building the temple. He's a resource to them and has brought information to them that they weren't aware of because they don't study all the archaeological evidence uh, and extra biblical sources um, that he does. So he's a trusted resource for them as well. And, um, well, he wrote a book. It's I have it in my hand here. It's called Measure the Pattern. And when I went up and talked to him, I said, how much is the book, Joseph? He said $110. Well, I, you know, I swallowed a couple of times and almost passed out, and I paid the $110. And the reason I paid the $110 is because I have this book in my hand. You guys can see it. This book is like, um, it's like a conglomeration of a lot of people that Joseph has been, has learned from as well as worked with. And I'm talking about archaeologists and scientists and people, renowned people that he has worked with. So if you can somehow get a hold of Measures of the Pattern or Measure the Pattern, Volume 1, a study of structures surrounding the inner courtyard of the temple. It's kind of like this, folks. If you come to somebody's house and you want to learn a little bit about them, and you women will get this, you start looking at how they keep their house, right? Am I right? Okay. Yeah. So if you want to learn about the Creator, you got to understand how he keeps his house. And, and that, to me, is huge. Now, I want to talk about cost. The cost to do this was $260, not including flying down there. Gabriel, when you, when you look at that cost, and I, I would have paid that twice, to be honest with you, for the information we got, but I think you all will agree with me. This was from 8 o'clock in the morning until sometimes 9, 10 o'clock at night. This was intense. We weren't sitting there having, you know, tea and crumpets. We were intensely big thought. Uh, Gabriel, when, when, yes, when you hear the cost, 260 bucks, I don't know what it was for couples, uh, how, do you, how do you explain to people why that cost versus eternity and the information? How, I believe, how, I, yes, go ahead and address that for me, would you? Yes, you know, I believe that uh, knowledge is is power. Okay, and and the and, and our Creator says, "My people perish for the lack of knowledge." And I believe that for two thousand years, we somehow traditional uh, teachings have omitted for you know to our to our demise. I mean, they have omitted teaching us about this because it has always been put on the side burner, or no, this is the Old Testament, it doesn't apply to us. How unfortunate for us. But I tell you, if you're going to spend money in a conference, I believe it is the conference because like the everybody has spoken wonderfully because everybody is very satisfied. We're not this is not a commercial. This is honest real people talking about this. Why are we talking about this? I think everybody wants everybody to, all of us here in this conversation, want everybody to receive this knowledge. And, and I believe it's life changing. It's transforming. It's your insight. Like, it will be a, it's like a key that will, will give you the ability to unlock that that treasure chest. And you will start digging and you start getting stuff that you didn't see because the entire Bible is a book that talks about ten temple information, temple format, temple uh, uh, protocols in different aspects of our lives. So, you know, you just mentioned that how to enter the house of the king. A lot of people misunderstand. We know that our God's good, benevolent, loving, kind, full of assets, full of Grace, but he's a king, and in, in every king doesn't allow anybody to have certain points unless there is a guard waiting for you. If you trespass, terrible. If if you, if your intentions are treacherous, if your intentions are to hurt the king, so you know life may be at stake. Things like that. That why why is so important for us to understand? Because. I believe it has something to do with the respect of each other. If everybody learns how to do 
and, and how to operate in the house. Everybody will understand that we're valuable. Wherever you are, in that situation that you are, in that position that you are, you are occupying the place that God wants you to be. And even passing a glass of water is a holy attitude, it's a holy thing to do. Now, it's, it's a very well balanced, uh, 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 how you say, teaching, uh, uh, and they give you breaks. It is intense. I, that's something that you need to know. It is intense, but the wealth of knowledge that will get, get there will transform your life. If you immediately start applying it, because you will begin to see things in the Bible that you were not able to see before. And to me, that's that's enough. Two hundred and sixty, two hundred and fifty dollars, you know, will go a long way. How about the rest of your life? Amen. Now, you know, to me, it's like we spent. They spent hundreds of dollars to go see these these uh, secular singers and whatnot. When you pour into the kingdom, folks, you have an eternal framework to work from, and that's what we're talking about. Now, I want to talk about uh, my, my uh, co-host. Dina kind of dropped a bomb in the room. She dropped a couple of bombs, if, if you got to remember right. The first one, I don't think I want to go there on this show with that one. <laughs> but that had to do with Adam being set apart. Uh, I could just hear the people in the room go, whoa, what, what is she talking about? I'll give, you, um, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you this little tidbit. Get her new book. Get her new book. Read it, and that bomb will go, it'll blow up right in your hands, okay? But she talked about numbers, temple patterns and the numbers. Who wants to tackle that? Nobody? You guys remember it? Yeah, no, I do. I took notes. Terry, what do you got? Because she, she referred to the go-to guy. That most of the of the of the theological world goes to, and that would have been I can't think of his name. Bollinger. Um, Bollinger. Bollinger. And she kind of gave a different spin on that. Did you want to talk about that? Well, her framework is all about under, understanding the numbers as it relates to building the house, building the kingdom. It's all in the context of the temple. So. Um, you know, she went through the days of creation and showing how that's temple building, house building, um, and, you know, the every time you see those numbers, it's in relation to temple building. So she did a few comparisons between this uh, temple building concept and Bullinger and, you know, if we're not careful in how we read the Bible, this was Dina's quote that I thought was profound, and I'm reading her first book again in preparation for when my second book gets here, you know. Right, right. Uh, and she actually said it in the first book. Um, but, you know, sometimes there's so much information coming at you that you can't catch it all. And uh, so repeating it is always a good thing. But she made a comment that, um, God is communicating very specific and very concrete information to us in a very idiomatic, metaphorical manner. And, and we've got to understand those idioms, we've got to understand those metaphors to really get at that concrete meaning that God is trying to communicate. She says that, you know, without that, we'll read Revelation and we'll see that locusts are, we'll interpret that to be helicopters, you know, and that's clearly not what is being communicated there in Revelation. So this temple course is a key, a mechanism, a filter, a lens to get at more of what God is trying to communicate to his people about his kingdom and how it functions. I couldn't agree more. Does anybody want to add to that? Okay, so I'm going to just kind of throw it out to you guys to talk about what's in your, what, what you want to share specifically, because I've asked a bunch of questions. Now we're just going to kind of throw this out as a roundtable discussion. Clinton, Kiva, why don't we start with you guys? What, 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 when you're communicating your experience about what we all experience in Florida, 
What, what do you want to say? What do you want to say to our audience here at Discerning Cathedral? Um, I think I would say to whoever I was talking with, if you believe that you understand scripture as you know it, what are you going to lose in getting a, a little different perspective? Do you know what I'm saying? If you're set and solid, and, and you know that you know what you believe scripture says, are you going to lose anything by finding out what more he has to show us through his house? And I think what impacted me the most, um, and I didn't hear this at the conference, but this is what got me to the conference, was that passage in Ezekiel that Gabriel mentioned earlier and that Rico has been saying to me for the last year, Kiva, it's very, very clear, he says, study the house. <coughs> and so when I saw that in scripture, there was I couldn't argue it. I could not argue with it. And so what, what it did for me was it was like, okay, here's a mandate in Scripture that I'm supposed to study my king's house. All right? Now, I have a very solid understanding of law. In my past life, I was a paralegal and did a lot of law stuff. So when I was in the course and they, and they started talking about the the jurisdictions and like you mentioned encroachment Jeff and you guys were talking about and um, to me that's jurisdiction that's you know you don't have the right to do this a uh, 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 um, district court judge does not have the right to go sit on a Supreme Court bench it just doesn't happen <laughs> right so when I saw that when I when I recognized whoa wait a minute this is a very solid structure of law this isn't about just this willy-nilly, you know, whatever. And the other thing that I have a very solid understanding of is of a monarchy. I understand that concept. And, and it's a very clear thing for me. And what I realized is I've had more conversations, been able to have more conversations with people who are unchurched as well as church people when you take it into the framework of, okay, wait a minute, he's a king. He has a way that he does things. Would you walk into the king of England, or the queen of England's house, and would you just do whatever you wanted in her house? Well, no, you wouldn't. You'd be under arrest immediately. I mean, there's a protocol. Even in, our, in the United States, you don't get to go to the White House without spending hours finding out the protocol of being able to go and do the different things. And there are areas you're not allowed to go in. And that was a big piece for me that was like, whoa. You know, there were just so many things. Um, the holiness of his name, um, that was a big one for me. You know, just... Are you treating him with the honor and the respect that he is due as your king? Why would you treat him any different than you would a, a, a human king? <laughs> In fact, he should be treated better. Well, I, you know, I, Clint, is there anything you want to add to that? Because, I mean, you were there. Well, one of the things that, that was, I was saying, well, how is studying the temple going to help me understand more about who my God is. And, and it's like, and Dina comes out and says, well, you know, the studies say that 85% of what's written is about the temple. And she said, I would uh, like to amend that, and, and I think it's 100%. And Anyway, it just, going, I didn't know what it was going to be like, but it was, I, I just know that it's, it's brought great change in my life, that if I never went to another conference again, it's, it was very impactful. Yeah, R Rico didn't like to call it a conference. He said, 
and this is a course, it corrected me a few times. And the, the, the thing about what you're saying, Clint, is this. I, I went down there and I thought, okay, I've known Rico for 10 years. Then Rico stood up there and he said, you know, I had to change. I had to, I had to, I had to learn things. I found out, I started realizing that what I was teaching was wrong. And so he sought out Joseph and he asked Joseph, would you teach me? And of course, Dina Dye has been Joe's student for since 1993. So I began to realize these people have a wealth of knowledge. Rico's realized that he's got to change a few things. He made that very honest, heartfelt admission to all of us. <clears throat> and he's so passionate about all of this. Um, for me, I went down there thinking, well, I know Rico. I've known him for 10 years. But what he was teaching, I had never heard before. When he got to the point, and when Joseph got to the point, talking about there's rabbis over there that have lived and died to keep this information alive. That changed my perspective of the rabbis who have lived and died to preserve the information of the temple. Mm -hmm. And to know that these folks are over there rebuilding and putting together all of these plans and doing all this stuff, to realize that that was a mandate by the king. And they're over there living and dying to try to see it through. To understand that changed my opinion of a lot of rabbinic Judaism. It really did. It really did. And, you know, <clears throat> I begin to realize how much of an indictment we all are under for the last 1,800 years because we have no concept of the protocol of the house of the father. The temple course for me was profound. Profound. Hector, you you and your wife went down there as a couple. And I know you got two beautiful daughters. And, and I know that you guys are studiers. I mean, you put this picture out on Facebook of your whole living room floor covered in study material. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah well... I, I lead a small group here, bilingual. It's kind of difficult because you got English speakers and Spanish speakers, so I try to translate in both, into both languages. And we usually do what normal people do, is study parashas. But when we came back from the temple course, I cannot go back to study parashas studies. When I got this wealth of information on the temple, first I had to say, we need to let everybody know the command to build. The command to build. Because the temple has to be rebuilt. It has right. to. And right. then, uh, like we talked earlier, I, I, I was teaching on uh, encroachment. And this week, I plan on teaching on uh, the Sanhedrin, you know, and the authority that was placed upon them. And I've been reading uh, Mishnah Torah by the Rambam, and I've been reading Josephus. And, you know, I was reading Josephus, and I believe it goes with what you guys were talking about, how King Herod got tried by the Sanhedrin, because he murdered somebody without the proper authority. And we're talking about the king. But the right. only reason he got exonerated was because he was in the pockets of the Romans. Right. They exonerated him. So I just, to me, it's what the rabbis have preserved in the, in the Mishnah Torah, Rambams, and then in the Mishnah, the Kahari. It's really, they're trying to preserve the order. They, they, they knew about the chaos that could come about if there is no order in the kingdom. You know, that's all they're trying to preserve is order. And like Rico said this, you don't see them fighting about Sabbath. You don't see them fighting about, you know, New Moon or any of the other stuff. Why? Because if you read those those books, you're going to find out that all they're trying to do is preserve and, you know, the, the, protocol, the protocol ordained by God. That's what they're trying to do. You know, and I just thought that was, to me, it's it's very valuable to understand that. Mm -hmm. Did you get it out? Well, I, I'm just getting a message from our engineer saying that one of the students is trying to listen, but the sound is too quiet. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know that we're having that. Um, and she's got it turned up as much as possible. So I guess we're going to have to really kind of see how the archive comes out. I, I, 
I'm disappointed to hear this, but I'm hoping that others are not having the same problem. We've, we've, we've only got this, we're under, under 15 minutes left in the program. Pastor Gabriel, do you have your phone on, do you have your phone on um, speaker or do you have it off speaker? No, off the speaker. Okay, because sometimes it's really kind of difficult to hear you. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure how the audience is hearing this. And I'm not sure the audience is hearing us at all, but I haven't gotten any messages from anybody telling me they can't hear the program, and I usually would by now, but perhaps I should probably check. Uh, let's see what, what I've got on my phone. You wanted uh, to say something? Yeah, I just kind of want you to spend a few minutes talking about um, where do you go from now? You're a pastor. How does this... What do you take with you, and how do you uh, take this home to your to your congregation? Well, let me let me be honest and in in all honesty. Okay, I was a minister before I became a pastor, and my traditional training was the traditional training of a Christian Pentecostal. Pastor, I began to reach into the Hebrew roots of our faith, and I started discovering a wealth of knowledge. I started applying that information into my my teachings, and all of a sudden, I began to see, you know, what it was. Uh, prophesied by the prophets that we will encounter, that we inherited wrongful teachings, and, and therefore I began to try to apply those new concepts into what I, what I was doing. Like I said, two years ago I started listening to Rico, and I began to get interested in what he had to say, because he wasn't trying to change people to to his way or this way, although he already explained to us that he went through that process of, of trying to do that, but now I heard a balanced man, a balanced teaching, a person who was humble enough to even accept his errors. And, you know, when I went to the conference, I, I, this was an actual conversation with him, and I said, you know what, I have heard just stood, he actually stopped you know, by our congregation, he brought a wonderful teaching that opened my eyes and the interest for me to be here. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, but you have to start every paradigm, you know, that, that I have, first as a Christian and second as a pastor. So now I, how are you going to fix <laughs> Obviously, that is in the, <laughs> it's in the hands of, of the Lord because I am the clay. He is the pot maker. He, he will fix me. He will put me back together. As long as I give myself into the study and, 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 and read and, and learn and keep a humble heart. You know what? It's difficult to accept that what many things that you have heard is 50% of what I mean. I need to get, you know, disposed of. And is that bad? No. It was it, it, during that time. It, it was useful, it was great, it was, it was wonderful. That's what I had in my hand, so I needed to use that. Right. But now that I have discovered this, this new knowledge, or this new, new road, because the temple is something that we all need to understand, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that it's not only for the people of the temple, but beyond. Right. Remember, you know, Zachariah specifically says that nations, that the representatives from the nations will come pay tribute to the king in Jerusalem. So yes. do, they need, do they need to know the protocol of the house? Absolutely. So, yeah, and, and not only that, but like I said before, we can transfer this information to our daily life. One thing that I can tell you, being humble, being uh, willing to get rid of what needs to be get rid of, and 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 being, being humble enough to to say, I will always remain a student. It takes courage. It, it, it takes willingness. But I think 
that is the right heart because they all need to learn. And God will, we can never out, 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 outdo God, and He will always be teaching us new things. Amen, brother. Now, I, Sophia, you wanted to say something? I wanted to say that something Dr. Dina Dye said at the conference was that stuck with me was anyone lacking wisdom is lacking the presence of God. So if we're lacking knowledge of knowing the temple, then we're lacking knowledge in our creator. So it's crucial to understand the temple if we want to have a close relationship with our king. Man, I mean, I couldn't say it better. In the remaining minutes that I have, guys, I'm going to say two words. And whoever wants to respond, uh, feel free to do that, okay? Here are the two words. Ryan White. I love Ryan. <laughs> he, um, uh, I saw him when he first started teaching on Rico's website. And I was on Ryan's first trip to Israel, and I saw the shift. I saw the change in Ryan. It's definitely a before and after. And he's so smart. He's so intelligent. He's a one-man show. He does it all, uh, from the tech stuff to the study stuff. Uh, and he's so young. I mean... Oh my gosh, you give him another 20 years and, you know, he, I'm just glad I know Ryan. He's a friend and um, he's just got a bright future. Kiva, did you want to say something? Yeah, Ryan has been such an integral part of what we do here because he is so quick. Um, Rico is, is oftentimes just so busy with everything that he's doing that many times he will direct me, talk to Ryan about this, and then, you know. And so when I get in touch with Ryan, he is just so quick and so willing to humbly say, this is what I believe we're seeing here. This is what I believe is happening in this. And... There was a lot of that in his talks that he did that were, um, especially when he talked about, you know, not everybody feels joyful and happy all the time. And it was interesting because that's something that we talk about a lot here. What is your face telling the world, you know? And um, just to hear it from his perspective and then how he brought it all into the temple stuff was huge. But for me personally, this is another one of those things where I saw character happen at that conference. And I teach character every single day. So I notice when I see particular character happening. And I had gone to um, Brian because he works in the healthcare field. And I asked him about my swelling feet. And he sent Rico Jr. out to go get me some compression socks because I didn't have any to bring with me. And it made it possible for me to sit through the rest of that cl those classes without being in pain. And he has, I know he has no comprehension how significant that was. But it was huge for me. He does now. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, the kind of honor and character that was going on. The whole con the whole course. You know, Ryan, does anybody remember Ryan saying, if you had to know me in high school, I was the kid in the back <laughs> of the room that you thought was going to shoot everybody? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I mean, this is a big dude, okay? Yeah. I, I, I tried to picture that image in my in my mind of this Great big quiet kid in the back of the room. You never know if he's going to pull out a gun. Unfortunately, we have that reality in our society. Folks, we have just a, well, by the way, Kiva and Clint, what do you guys do? Give me, give me a quick snapshot of what you do down there in, in Cleveland. <laughs> we, we are a discipleship program, really, is what we do. We disciple people in the areas of character and understanding God's word and how to apply it in everyday life. 
um, wisdom is the application of knowledge. So we work at Anamkara Ministries, um, and if you want to find out more about us, it's anamkaraministries.org. Can I say just one more thing uh, regarding yep. the, the template? I know that we have just a few seconds, but... Go ahead, brother. To everybody, to everybody that is listening, take the time. Just research it. Take a look at some of the information on free videos on, 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 on YouTube and come to the temple course. Pressure uh, of the temple course if it comes into your area because, to your area because it, it will be a life changer. It has done it for, for all of us. Go ahead. Who was who's, who's that? Go ahead. I was just going to say, you can purchase that material. Uh, Ryan's got it on his website where you can purchase even Temple 1 and Temple 2 courses. And, what, and what's Ryan's website? Uh, Readitintour.com. And I think he's got a link on that to the marketplace. Yes. There you can go and purchase. And you can also get it on Wisdom in the Torah. Yes. Uh, Rico's website. And I would encourage people, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks. There's, there's a variety of ways to get it. And in the closing minutes, I just want to say this. If you could put together a group of people who could put together the resources to purchase this DVD set and then do a five or six or ten week course in your home, in your study group, it will change your understanding of the God that we serve. One of the biggest reasons why, the most biggest reason why I wanted to do this show, bring some of my friends on, and Dina knows all of these people that are talking tonight, is because we're talking about returning to Eden. And that means, and, and I want you to really listen to me, it doesn't matter whether you're Christian, Catholic, it doesn't matter. If you could just step out of your religious doctrine long enough to realize that for as long as there has been humanity on this planet, the creator of the universe is trying to return us to his ways. And what we've been talking about tonight on the program is being restored to the knowledge of the temple. If you say that you are the living temple, that your body is a living temple, if I ask you what does that mean and you don't have the temple understanding that the Hebrew people passed down through the centuries to all of us, then whatever you say, however you say it, is probably going to defame the king. So I want to thank Terry Neely. I want to thank Hector and his beautiful wife, Sophia. I want to thank Pastor Gabriel Galan. I want to thank uh, Clint and Kiva. Thank you all for, for joining me tonight. This actually, I'm praying that the technical aspects works, but everything that you guys did was just and I really We're going to have the archives. I hope it works out well. You can pick it up on my website. By the way, I have a new website, jeffersmorton.com. Go check it out. A beautiful woman named Nikki Wyman redid my whole website for me, moved my blog over there. Uh, and of course, course, we're always looking for financial support. So uh, if you can help Dina and I do more and more and more, it takes money to do that, uh, and, and it just takes time and commitment. And so to all of you, thank you for joining me tonight. I've, I've had a blast. I really have. Thank and, you, John. Yeah, thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, And we'll see you guys yeah, at the next temple course, right? Yes. 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 Thank, you. thank you, Mariah. Yes, and to our beautiful Mariah at Worship and Word Radio, thank you, Mariah. We, we appreciate your help. God bless you guys. That's it. We're out. We'll, Dean and I will be back next week, guys. We'll see you then. God bless you all. Shalom. 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 Shalom.